Welcome to another inspiring sister's message. We hope you are blessed by this ministry. So we are talking all things romance tonight, ladies, and uh, trust that if you've got any moms in the room tonight, if you're uncomfortable with that topic in any way, that you've got a gap to get your little ones into kids' zone or your teenagers off to youth where the teams are ready for to them, but... We are expectant, the girls have prayed and prepared, and so we're gonna, we're gonna dive in. You know, romance, any marriage, any love story, it all started with romance, right? But it doesn't end there. Romance changed and it looks different in year one, year two, year 50. Um, and so tonight, we're just exploring that a little bit. We know that God created relationships, for us to have a relationship with him, he sent his son Jesus, but also to have rich relationships with one another, including a godly man that can come into our world. Pastor Andre's been sharing from the book of Genesis, which has been so powerful, and right even there, God identifies that it's not good for man to be alone. So right there already, we know that as women of God, it is a godly desire to want to seek out a husband that we can partner with and serve the Lord together in life. And Moneng, beautiful Moneng, is one of those gorgeous girls that we have the privilege of serving with on the staff team. Ma, how many years have you served on team now? I think 13 years now. Amazing, 13, yeah. amazing, amazing. And, 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 you would never believe me, but it is the truth, she is turning 39 years young in May, in May, and she is totally gorgeous inside and out. Um, Mo, you've been in a number of romantic relationships over the years, a few, let me say a few, that sounds very, very more than it is, a few romantic relationships, and none of them have ended up and resulted in a marriage and in fact, you are the one who ended those relationships. So tonight, we want to ask you the question, why? So Pastor Philip, I, I myself can't believe that I'm 39, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm not married, and it's not because there are no fish in the sea. Um, there are many, many good people out there, Pastor P, but... Um, I've often found that with some of these relationships of some of these people, I've had to let them go. I've had to say no. I've had to make the decision to not continue with some of them. And it was never because the guy is terrible and he's an unbeliever or anything like that, because I'm in the church mostly, so it was never anything like that. But I've come to realize that when the Bible speaks about being equally yoked, it's not just he's saved, he's a Christian. It's a little bit more than that, because sometimes you can come into an environment like this and you can think, oh no, he's serving at this department and that department, so we're automatically equally yoked. Not necessarily, because people are on a different path in their journey. And you as a person know what you've been trusting God for over the years. I mean, for example, I'm in the ministry and I've been trusting God for somebody who can do this journey with me, who can walk alongside me and support me in this, and somebody who can be a spiritual leader in the home. That's what I've been trusting God for. And so I've had to make some tough decisions, not that I don't want to get married, I want to, but I still want to be able to trust God for his best. And I've had to let go of some of the things that God has shown me. 
even though it was hard, Pastor P, but I've had to listen to wise counsel and I've had to exercise wisdom. I've had to exercise um, just the word of God and trust God that he will still give me his best. It gets harder as every year passes. Believe me, it gets harder, but I am still trusting God that one day one of these relationships would end up in someone being my husband. Amen. Amen. I just, I love your example, Mo, and your steadfastness and your, and your heart that seeks to honor God above all else. It is wonderful and beautiful, beautiful to see. So now, Mo, you desire to be married. Absolutely. <laughs> Gorgeous 39-year-old Moning. What is it that you're doing? Pastor Vilma has been so incredible over the years teaching us girls that we are meant to be found right? We don't go on the hunt. We are found while we are busy about the Lord's work. What is it something that that you have done or continue to do to invite romantic love into your world? So one of the things that we often say as ladies is he must love me for who I am on the inside. And while yes, that is true, that is absolutely true, but I still believe that as women, there's a part that we can play and we can still make sure that we look good so that we can attract those godly men of God that we are trusting God for. And you know, Pastor, Pastor Wilma says that we are all like licorice all sorts. We come in all shapes and sizes and colors. It's amazing. And so we need to be able to put in a little bit of effort, dress appropriately, dress modestly, um, and just make, I think it's more about making the effort. You don't have to spend a million bucks, you just need to make the effort. And over and above that, I think we just need to be lovely people to be around just as much on the outside as on the inside. So have a sweet spirit about you. Be a positive person, have a good attitude. Don't walk around like you're sucking on lemons and you've given up. Just be lovely, be sweet, be approaching, be approachable, right? And I found another thing um, is, especially for introverts, sometimes you just want to go home on a Friday and Saturday night, and you just want to lie in bed and watch Netflix. But we have to get out of our comfort zone at some point and go out there and meet people. If you're not yet, join a connect group. Join a volunteer ministry. When your connect group is doing socials, make sure you're there. Be in an environment where you can meet like-minded people, where you can meet the godly men who are somewhere in this church and trust God that as you play your part, they're here, they're here possibly. As we play our part as women, do whatever we can, we can trust that God can do what only he can. And there's no foolproof 10-step, 20-step plan to find a husband. If I had it, I'd be very rich. But we can only trust that God is able to work through our works and bring us the right person at the right time. Amen. That's so good, Mom. I, I love you encouraging us all to, to be nice to be near, not only in terms of our physical attribute, attributes, but also in here. In here. You know, outward beauty can catch the eye, perhaps, of, of, of a man, but that inner beauty in our heart is what will captivate his heart. Amen and have him stay in our world. Thank you for sharing, Mo. Can we give her another hand? <laughs> now, Pastor Roetha, who is sitting next to me tonight, many of you know her story. She has also journeyed for what feels like forever on team, beautiful and faithful in the house. And like Monang, she had a journey of waiting. 
Um, we last heard from Rowie at Sisters of Africa conference last year where she shared about her waiting period that she experienced. And it was actually a year ago this month that on the screen we would have seen her testimony of getting engaged uh, at 44 years old, 44 years old, getting engaged. And of course, she got married last year in August. So we are officially six months into the wedding. And Roitha, um, you know, on the screen tonight, it says that love is patient and kind, patient and kind. Pastor Roitha certainly gets the patience award, not only for her waiting and keeping herself pure for her godly husband, but even in how long they dated. How long did you date for? Altogether, it was five years. It was one we broke up for three and dated. Um, Broke up for three and dated for another four, and then got married. Five years, five years waiting <laughs> from 39 until 44. I hope my math is correct. 36. <laughs> yes. But here we are today, and we, I'm speaking on behalf of all of us girls, six months into this marriage relationship, we would like to know and have an update, and we would like to know was it everything that you expected? <laughs> I, um, I didn't expect to do so much laundry. <laughs> Nobody warned me about that one. And that I'd have to wake up extra early every day. <laughs> um, but Pastor P, not really. Uh, there hasn't been anything, and I know it's, it's still early. I feel like I'm not very much qualified yet. It's been six months um, but I think for me, the, the journey of waiting uh, the right way and having the right people, being surrounded by the right people and having people speak into my life. I love most said, uh, you know, join a connect group, have people, they, because they speak into your life, I feel like your expectations are more realistic. So I haven't had anything yet that's been a major shocker. Uh, just because of the input that I've had from so many good people. Um, I, what I'd say is I think two things stand out so far in the six months. The first thing is that um, my senior pastors have been right all this time. Marriage is meant to make you holy and not happy. <laughs> uh, I mean, dying to self is a whole nother level, girls, <laughs> in marriage. Um, but it's beautiful, and you can't go sleep over at your sister's. You have to stay and face it. <laughs> so that's been the one thing. Um, and the second thing on the good, good note is, well, there's lots of good notes, Ecclesiastes 4.9, uh, there says two is better than one. That is very true. Um, it's in the good times, two is better than one, and even in the difficult times, because you realize, I can almost see God smiling. You know, he, he knows why he said opposites attract, because even though it's difficult, um, you have to stay, you have to work it out, and uh, you discover the friendship is very different from when you're dating. It's a different experience as you spend day to day with each other. I love that. I love that. I love her honesty. Aren't we grateful for that? Relationships take work. Yes, and there's not a timeline to that work. It kicks in straight away. Thank you, Pastor Roitha, for that. And now, so a lot of big changes other than the laundry and the waking up early. Living with your husband has been a, a big change in your world. And so we, once again, 
would like to know, we would like to know, after this long wait, our senior pastor has often encouraged us at weddings that we don't get married to play rugby with each other or watch the rugby, but there's another aspect and facet of our relationship that we get to enjoy. And so we want to know in that space, was that everything that you expected? Firstly, I don't know why you're asking me this in front of my senior pastors. I'm a bit diplomatic here. <laughs> Pastor P, um, I mean, obviously we learn about intimacy and all that. We know it's, it's physical, but I, again, if I can be honest, um, getting married when, it's a bit, when I'm a bit older, and um, yes, I waited, um, and that's admirable, yes, but a funny thing for me is a few months before my wedding, uh, something I, I didn't expect to happen is I started getting anxiety about being a virgin, and I started feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be enough, I've got no experience, how will it be, uh, I don't have anything or anyone to measure up against, um, and then together with that, being 44, I, your body verse when you're 20 and your 30s and your 40s is very different, so I was quite surprised about um, what I was feeling, but interestingly enough, you know, everything works out um, <laughs> for good. <laughs> and um, what... I discovered in the area of intimacy is um, that when you wait and you do it God's way, um, because you're human, you have some of these insecurities, but the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said to me, he chose me without seeing the full package. And even though he didn't see it, he must have an idea, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and um, so just that sense of um, knowing, that, uh, knowing that I've been chosen, that he loves me without me having to expose myself, brought a sense, and still does, a, a sense of romanticism. If I could say when I think about it, that's the thought that makes my toes curl, <laughs> that there's this man that loves me for me. He loved me before I took off my clothes. And um, the way the Holy Spirit worked, that is, that's the thing that added, if I could say, intimacy to our relationship and made me feel so much more secure. And, you know, we're still early in our marriage. We're still finding our feet, if I have to be honest. But we get to do it and figure it out together. And because we are committed to God and to each other, that's what just makes intimacy a whole different thing for me now. Thank you, Pastor Rarita. So powerful and so encouraging because we are real women, all of us, amen? We never arrive, we never know everything, and so on the journey, we look to God, and in His grace and His strength, we keep going. Um, thank you, so powerful, and you are gorgeous, by the way, yes. Sisonke? with the beautiful smile and the beautiful laugh, <laughs> who we have also heard on this platform before. Sasanke is gorgeous inside and out. She's also on full-time staff team here at Rivers since 2019. Yes, she came on right before COVID and lockdown, which is a story for another time, but she serves faithfully in and is involved in our youth ministry and in our kids' own children's church, so many of you moms in the room would recognize and know her, and she got married at 28 years of old, a little bit younger, 
and then Pastor Aretha. Um, and it's been two years, Almost just shy. Years, yeah. Almost. Just shy of two years, so still early days. And if you know Songs, you know that she is a confident, bold, determined, persevering, leader-type woman. Yes. And so when thinking about that, one has to wonder, we are wondering. <laughs> Since the Bible says in Ephesians 5 that we need to submit ourselves to our own husbands as we do the Lord, we are curious what that looked like for you, making that change and submitting in your strong, confident self. Yes. Thanks, Pastor P. Um, it was difficult. Being the person that I am, I love to be in control. I love to make my own decisions, and I love things to go a certain way. And now having to come under someone and trust their leadership and submission, it was something that I did fear because of my personality. Because if you know Dennis, my husband, we are two completely different people. As Pastor Rowie said, we attract, opposites attract. And so he's like this very great guy, but he's like, so quiet and so great and I'm like yeah <laughs> and I'm loud and everything and that he's not so definitely coming into a marriage and having to submit that was quite a journey for me um, but I learned very early on that submission is actually less about personality and more about obedience and so I had to learn I had to learn that even though I'm this confident, independent woman in my workspace at home, Dennis is the head of the house. He is my leader, and he is the person that I submit to. And um, as the Bible tells us, how can two walk together unless they're in agreement? And so having to come under him as the person that he was, was absolutely incredible. And when submission is done right, and it's done God's way, it works. Amen. Submission is about being under the same mission, like you've so beautifully communicated, going in the same direction, in unity. And we all know, of course, that we don't submit to abuse, physical or emotional abuse. That is not what God expects of us, but a godly, healthy submission of allowing our husband to take leadership of the home and be the spiritual head, as Mo communicated, is 100% godly. So now I know it's only been two years, but as Pastor Roetha has helped us understand that sometimes that honeymoon phase isn't as long as maybe we think it is. So my next question, is what is it that you are doing to keep romance alive? Great question, especially because I'm not like your typical girly girl or like who romantic chick flick vibes. That is a very great question. So it has taken work, as we have heard, because marriage is work. And um, Mo already alluded to it, that you must be nice to be near. It doesn't stop in marriage, ladies, because it's so easy to actually get comfortable because you see each other every day, you wake up next to each other, so you can just get into that slump 
So what I do is I take care of myself, not just physically on the outside, but also on the inside, so that my husband actually enjoys my company, that he actually enjoys saying that I'm his best friend and that it's real and not anything that's made up. So definitely taking care of self physically, inwardly as well. And um, as our senior pastors always say, they've been married for 50 years, so we can learn a lot from them. That intimacy starts in the morning. So when you wake up, it starts there already. It doesn't just start when you get into the moment. It starts in the day when you're waking up and you're giving each other kisses. As you're getting ready, that love tap while you are putting your clothes on, it makes a difference. And like sending each other messages as well throughout the day, thinking about you, love you, just sending a random kiss or a random heart. Um, so yeah, th those are some of the things that I do to to try and help keep Romans alive. It's wonderful songs. Can we give her a hand? <laughs> I think we are all so blessed and we can be so grateful to be planted in a church where relationships are prioritized and input comes from this platform, the truth of God's word. And so right from year one, year two, we can already lay hold of God's principles and adapt them in our marriage, amen? Amen. Can we, I'd like to thank these beautiful ladies again just for sharing and uh, trust that we've been encouraged and stirred already. And I hope you've got just a little bit more room in you to lean in and listen in a month of love, in a month of love. And I mentioned it earlier, but it's so true. As Christian women, we have a responsibility to model what godly marriage and relationship should look like. The world should be looking to us to say, what, what is it? How do they do it? And of course, we know the answer is applying God's word to our relationships and trusting for his grace and his strength to keep us on the right track. Um, but it's a responsibility that we carry as believers and certainly as pastors and leaders. And you know what? We won't get it right all the time, and that's okay. I am standing up here this evening encouraging myself in what I am about to share because I need God's grace and help every day, even in what is now soon to be 24 years of marriage. I need Jesus <laughs> every day, every day. Now, I have got a beautiful little plant over here as we speak about romance. And I don't know if you can see from where you're sitting, but these leaves are actually a beautiful little heart shape a beautiful little heart shape. And romance, we, we know, we've said it earlier, is something that we need to work at in our marriage. It's something we need to cultivate, something that we need to and can grow. And if we think of our husbands like this gorgeous little plant, this plant needs nurturing, amen? It needs food, it needs sunlight, it needs water in order for it to flourish and grow. And ladies, we are in control of what we water this plant with and whether or not that water is gonna cause it to blossom and bloom or cause it to wither and wilt. That ball lies firmly in our court. A wise woman who is also the senior pastor of our church, as Sonke already mentioned, has encouraged us over the years that foreplay, she said intimacy, but foreplay begins in the 
mourning. It is an all-day-long occurrence, not a fleeting moment of passion, but it is something that we water our husbands with that yields a fruit and a result. Amen? You guys are all looking a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe it's just me. (laughs) But it is the truth. And it has been said that a way to man's heart is through his stomach, but it's so much more than that. So tonight, I pray that we are all encouraged and challenged and stirred to be the best wives we can be as we explore the topic of growing romantic love in marriage. Growing romantic love in marriage. And you know, that's, that's not something where, well, he must do it. If he was nicer to me, if he spoke more tender words, if he made me coffee in the morning, then we would have more romance. As I said, ladies, we play a huge part in this. And so the first thing that we are going to make a decision to water our husbands with is to water them with respect. Water him with respect. This is both privately and publicly, and especially in the area of our words. We know from Ephesians chapter four, it's coming on the screen where it says that we ought to have the talk that is coming of our mouth is helpful for building others up according to their needs. Serving our husband's needs is part of serving him. Loving is serving. Amen? And he needs our words to be words that are building him up, that are conveying respect, conveying assurance and support, not nagging, not nagging. (laughs) Proverbs 14 verse 1 says, the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. I would like to say with her own words sometimes, us can be foolish women who tear our husbands down. And instead of supporting and encouraging them, we are busy ripping leaves off of them every chance we get by what is coming out of here. Our husbands need our respect and we need to water them with it. It's not always easy. I know you're looking at me thinking, practically, how do we do this? We are all guilty of not getting this right. The tone of our voice conveys respect or disrespect, but also the choice of our words without nagging. Now, if you are a very high A-type personality like myself and Sonke, you would know that I have lists for lists and there are lists about those lists and there's many things that I like to happen in my home, but I have a busy husband who carries a lot and I still need him to help me with things, but how do I do that without nagging? Well, for me, something that's worked that I've tried to do is the words that I choose. So I might ask him, would you manage to take my youngest child to school? Would you manage? Instead of, I need you to take her to school. Fair? And then when he forgets, because sometimes that happens, (laughs) it's okay. (laughs) They forget the list and there's grace for that. Then I will come after to follow up with a, did you manage? Did you manage to do this, to do that? There's ways for us to work together in harmony and unity, amen? But we must never neglect 
watering our husbands with respect because as we do that, romantic love can grow. Point number two is to water him with our need of him. A man wants to be needed. You don't get married to be, depend to be independent. The world celebrates that and it's actually wrong and it's sad. We don't set out to be independent women that don't need anyone. In marriage, it's the most beautiful thing when there's a healthy dependency on one another. And a man actually wants to be the superhero. Do you know that? He wants to come and pick up the heavy thing and you know, bolt it to the wall or open that jar or whatever that looks like. And a little bit like a peacock who sticks out his feathers and kind of goes, look at my feathers, look at my feathers, look at my feathers, look at my feathers. Our men like to show their feathers. And it's okay because loving him is serving him. And if loving him means acknowledging the feathers, acknowledging the mirror that he put up, acknowledging that he remembered to fetch your daughter from school that day, why not applaud him for that? Why not celebrate that in him? I love in the book, Love and Respect, which Dr. Emerson Egricks wrote, it says this, the problem many women have today, including Christian wives, is that they want to be treated like a princess, but deep down they are resisting treating their husbands like the king. They aren't willing to recognize that in the depth of his very soul, a husband wants to be the one who provides and protects. He wants to be an umbrella of protection who would willingly die for his wife if need be. Don't fall into the trap of thinking, Ugh, my husband doesn't want me to need anything from him. Don't fall into that trap. Celebrate him, applaud him. Romantic love grows when we water our husbands with our need of them. Point number three, water him with your desire for him. Water him with your desire for him. He desires to be desired. He does. He doesn't want you to merely dutifully engage in intimacy with him. He wants you to want to do that. 1 Corinthians 7, 3 to 5. It says, the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife, and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Do not deprive each other, except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer, then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of of self-control. I love what Rowitha, Pastor Rowitha shared earlier. He chose you and he desires you. So have a confidence in that. But like the scripture said, there is a difference between not denying him and desiring him. Let's not convey to our husbands that being intimate with him is a chore or a task or something we are obliged to do, amen? Let's as women of God, like Sanke said, pop him a text during the day. Can't wait for you to get home. Can't wait to put the kids to bed. Looking forward to our date night. There are things we can do to water the romance in our lives. Ladies, maybe it's time to pack away the flannel PJs. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor Andre. <laughs> And 
bring out the lace, bring out the satin, show your husband that he is desirable. He is desirable. And while we're on the topic of PJs, ladies, as a pastor, as someone whose kids are now grown, one of them married, two out of the house, I want to encourage you. The children that you prayed for, that have come into your marriage, that are gonna go out of your marriage one day, that you spent money on a gorgeous bedroom for them with cute soft toys and beautiful wallpaper and a comfy little bed or cot, but yet you have them in your marriage bed because they are just little for a little while and it's only a few years, but I can tell you, in those few years, if you are going to neglect like the scripture warns us about, the coming together intimately with your husband, you will regret it. So we've gotta challenge ourselves, ladies, amen, to find a way to win and to guard that. And maybe if you're, your kids have left home like mine and there isn't a child in your bed, but maybe there's a TV that needs to be switched off, or maybe a cell phone that you need to make a decision goes on the bedside table after a certain time at night. We can prioritize this. We can water our husbands with our desire of them. Amen? Amen. And lastly, point number four, we can water him with our forgiveness and with our understanding. You know, in Corinthians, it carries on to say that love keeps no record of wrongs. We are so loved and we are so forgiven and we are instructed to forgive as Christ has forgiven us. And just wisdom, wisdom. At 24 years already, I can identify that you don't go the distance by sweating the small stuff by getting upset about things that really don't matter and holding on to bitterness and holding on to unforgiveness, amen. My husband sent me a quote earlier today that made me laugh, um, where it said that the majority of the archeologists in the world are actually women, Pastor Andre, because they're so good at digging up the past. Let us not be those women, ladies. Let us leave the past in the past and extend forgiveness as we have been forgiven. Let us sow understanding. Let us sow respect. Let us sow our need of him, our desire of him. And let us reap the reward of that, which is a beautiful, healthy marriage that keeps growing in romance. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed and inspired by this ministry.